Welcome everyone to Black Coffee and Theology. Hello everybody. Welcome back. In this episode, I want to take a brief look at a figure in the Bible that is very meaningful to me. And that is Hagar the Egyptian. Some of you may know that I have spent years of my life personally and in seminary studying her and the relationship that she has with God. Her story early on in my Christian walk served as a bit of a stumbling block, (laughs) to be honest. Eventually, though, her story would be one that would take me deeper into interrogating God, questioning God, loving God, and all everything in between. Again, much of my seminary work and even my final thesis revolved around the study of Hagar. And so I am using this episode as a bit of a pondering place, uh, a devotional place, right? So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. What ails you, Hagar, is a question that God asked and serves as kind of the impetus for this episode. But I want to start out by saying that this episode will not be exhaustive or an ultra deep dive into Hagar's life. I have written on her life and will continue to do so in the future, but I want to recommend three rich resources that you can go to for more in-depth information on Hagar, right? So while I'm not going deep in this episode, here are some resources uh, in no particular order of importance. Ooh, the first is by f- the editors Phyllis Tribble and Letty M. Russell. Mm, there's this wonderful book, Hagar, Sarah, and Their Children, Jewish, Christian, and Muslim Perspectives. It's a, it's banger. <laughs> it's a banger. Uh, the next that many of you may be aware of is by Dolores Williams, and it's Sisters in the Wilderness, The Challenge of Womanist God Talk. Mm, I can't recommend it enough. Um, And the last is by Dr. Nyasha Jr. And it's called Reimagining Hagar, Blackness and Bible. It's a good one. Um, So those are three of the resources that I have really loved when delving into Hagar's story, who she is, unearthing um, more about her. Um, hmm. Right? Uh, and so two of those books that I just recommend look at her story in an extensive way outside of the biblical tradition because she is spoken of outside of, especially Christian traditions, right? So uh, check it out. Okay, so for our purposes today, we know that Hagar has been intentionally mistreated. 
she's been forced into a sexual relationship with Abraham. And while some scholars have mince words about her relationship with Sarah and Abraham, it is pretty clear, at least to me uh, and many others, <laughs> that she was utilized uh, for their purposes and furthering their lineage without her consent. Again, without her consent is a big phrase. <laughs> so what ails you, Hagar? So now I want to turn to two questions that really reson resonate with me. And Hagar encounters God in two distinct places in the Bible and is asked first in Genesis 16, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? Just think about that. Sit with that. When God speaks to you in that wilderness place and, and God says, where have you come from and where are you going? Uh, that is interesting. <laughs> I mean, God, you know exactly where I'm coming from, <laughs> where I'm going. Uh, and then there's a whole encounter that unfolds out of that in Genesis 16. And then in Genesis 21, I'm going to read this passage verses 17 through 19. And God heard the voice of the lad. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, what ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad where he is. Arise, lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make him a great nation. Then God opened her eyes and she saw a well of water. And she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. Mm. So the last time Hagar was in the wilderness, if we're, if we're centering down in Genesis 21, the last time she was in the wilderness, God told her to go back to Abraham and Sarah. But now times have come full circle. Now with her son, Hagar is wandering with the last portions of her master's home. As Hagar's supplies run out, she sets up at a distance across from Ishmael and resigns herself to die. Hagar weeps, Ishmael weeps, but something strange happens, God shows up. In chapter 16, Hagar had a divine encounter with the God who sees. And there's a scholar, Carol Ferguson, who writes, the angel of God speaks to Hagar, supplementing her lament with hope. She is not as abandoned as she thought, but is under God's care. God, God opens her eyes to a well of water to keep her and her son alive. Mm. The last time Hagar stood by a spring of water in the wilderness, the angel of the Lord sent her back into slavery. This time it is the beginning of her new freedom. She becomes not God's slave, but God's co-parent in raising Ishmael. Ah, that's just such a beautiful phrase and thought by that scholar Carol Ferguson. And she writes 
a lot of other good things about um, Hagar that have really caused me to sit with some things and to sit with my thoughts related to uh, the backdrop of Hagar. So I'll say here that I have a lot of dissonance around if going back to Genesis 16, and I know we're dancing back and forth between Genesis 16 and Genesis 21, even though we're grounded in 21, we're, we're comparing and contrasting almost these two times that God spoke. Um, but yeah, I have dissonance of God allowing and calling Hagar to go back to her master's house in that Genesis 16 encounter. And I confess that I do not understand it, uh, sending her back into oppression at all. I, I will probably always wrestle with it. But somehow the promise of Ishmael and the promises that seem to rival Abrams at that time is enough for Hagar to proclaim and name God. She says that God is the God who sees. She seems strengthened and content with this encounter that she has, even going back into oppression. Whew. Right, so now looking at that Genesis 21 text where uh, we are today in the wilderness of Genesis 21, she encounters a God who, sim who asks simply, what ails you? She encounters a God who is attuned to the cry of her beloved child. In this exiled place, God calls her not to bondage, but liberation. They are both saved and free indeed. The God who asks what ails you in a time of desperation, a truly a life and death situation, that speaks to me. I find a lot of freedom in knowing that God cares enough to ask the specific question, what ails you? And when looking around my life and looking at the world today, I find myself in need of the God that is intimately acquainted to what ails me, what troubles me. Hmm. Black Coffee and Theology Pod is a production of Three Black Men, the podcast about theology, culture, and the world around us. Follow us on Twitter at Three Black Men. If you like the content that you are receiving here and want to receive more, whether that is in longer conversations, essays, devotions, and videos from either myself, Sam, or Trey, please sign up for for our Patreon at patreon.com slash three black men. Don't forget to like, rate, and review Black Coffee and Theology Pod as well as Three Black Men.